0: Hello and welcome. Is your business your mission and your mission your business? If yes, you found your tribe. Whether you feel like it or not, you are avant-garde, going your own way, making your own path, doing it like no one has done before. And the answers to the challenges you're facing aren't in a book. My friend, you are not alone. This is the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Bailey, a mission minded serial entrepreneur and traveler. My purpose on this earth is to use my authenticity and passion to equip and empower social entrepreneurs to live in their highest calling, feeling freedom, fulfillment, and security, and inspiring others to do the same. Join me for stories, tips, and tricks for taking avant garde inspired action in your business so that you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. I believe it doesn't have to be hard to be right. Welcome to episode 20 of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I am so glad you're here today with me, my friend. This episode is brought to you by Avant Garde Entrepreneur Foundations, where you can go from contemplation to clarity in just six weeks. How incredible does that sound? By learning to tap into the superpowers of your spirit, you'll feel refreshed in your mind, certain of your mission, and inspired in your business. Go to trishabaileyphd.com forward slash A-G-E-F foundation dash waitlist for more details. That's trishabailey.com forward slash A-G-E-F dash waitlist for more details. You'll also find the link in the show notes below. I hope you've enjoyed the last four episodes of interviews with extraordinary, inspiring people. We went around the world and covered a wide variety of expertise and experience from Stephen in Liberia to Bipana in Nepal to Nobantu in South Africa to Matt in Australia. It's really common for people to reflect at the end of the year, the calendar year, The idea is that we slow down for the holidays. So whether that's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or the calendar New Year. The truth is, unless we're pent up in our homes due to weather or a pandemic, we rarely slow down much. So this reflection and planning can really get rolled into lots of other tasks, year-end projects, wrap-ups, and family gatherings. And it can put a lot of pressure on people, especially since everyone seems to be talking about the importance of reflecting and setting their New Year's resolutions and goals. In the spirit of avant-garde entrepreneurship, we do different things differently around here than everyone else. I'm going to share some of my reflections of the past year with you now while it's all fresh. Now, some reflect based on their religious calendar. Some cultures reflect and renew with the moons. Ancient cultures didn't have a rigorous, hyper-focused, hyper-connected calendars of today. So they reflected based on seasons. So if centuries and centuries of people of all cultures in all parts of the planet survived without December Reflections Leading to January 1st Goals, Why Can't We? Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves to reflect at the end of the calendar year? Reality is, there's absolutely no reason to. All you need to do is pay attention to what naturally happens during different seasons of your life. This is the first of a two-part series on reflecting and goal-setting, and the focus of this episode is really a reflection on what it looked like for me getting this venture off the ground, Trisha Bailey, PhD, and the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur suite of programs. So this episode will air in late October, and will go out in early November on social but i'm actually prepping it at the end of september. why? because the big seasons of my life don't happen on the, the calendar year. as i look back, it's always september to september. when i look back, i realize that i moved to my forever city, my town that i live in now in september 20 years ago. it was the place that i dreamed of and it came true. Would my 20-something self, who I was then, be happy with who I've become? That's certainly a question I have asked myself this past month. 18 Septembers ago, I bought my first home. Six Septembers ago, I realized I was actually in love. Four Septembers ago, I started my dissertation sequence for my PhD on social entrepreneurs and social enterprise. Two Septembers ago, my husband and I bought our forever home, and I found a group of wellness entrepreneurs who really got me, and I realized that I didn't have to continue on the toxic path that I was on in business. How do I know all these things? By paying attention to the patterns of my life. Now, alternatively, February's tend to be a bit more challenging for me and my mental health. And I have to be on guard that I don't slip back into my old self who can get very depressed and feel helpless. February is even my birthday month, and I still have to be careful. But back to the Septembers. So did I plan for all these great things to happen in September? Absolutely not. If you were to look at my goal spreadsheet, not one of these things was on it. Not one. And there was no way to plan an apartment becoming available, an apartment conversion to a condo, falling in love, the perfect home being right next door, going up for sale, a doctoral program. No way. None of these things or anything that I could have predicted or, you know, I could set goals for, but there's just no way that that they would all come into alignment in a September, if there was something else happening. That's where the miracles come in. So my friend, make room for the miracles in your life. Your higher power is there to bless you and give you more than you can ask for or imagine. So be open to opportunities that cross your path. So a little of the backstory. You should know that Trisha Bailey, PhD, or TB PhD as we all call it here internally and the avant-garde suite of projects and programs they are very much my side hustle what do I mean by side hustle it is my passion project it's my forever vocation but I still own and operate another company which feels like way more than a full-time job Just like many of you who are juggling school and other jobs to make ends meet while you're building your social enterprise, I am very much in the same boat, juggling priorities and all the surprises that come my way in my life and especially in my other business. And the time I invest in creating content for you is mostly done early mornings, late afternoons, weekends, and holidays. So I am intently in tuned to counterbalancing, you know, counterbalancing what you love and what you must do for now until the lessons of this season are complete. So last September, I started creating the public facing elements of the avant-garde entrepreneur program, including the course and the podcast. And this led to a lovely cascade of events. Many of them were unexpected. So as I reflect and I take a look at what all has come together since last September, it's astounding to me. So first of all, the podcast. It's been a whole year already, over a year of podcasting. Next, I'm on social. I was not on social this time uh, last September. I had kind of put out one video, so friends knew that I was back in the land of the living, but I really wasn't on social. I was very trepidatious and really just didn't have the energy for it. My blog is up and running, which was on my list to do for a while. My free workshop is out, Five Mindset Pitfalls to Avoid in Social Entrepreneurship. That went from nothing to being created. The slide's Created and presented. My email list, my list of contacts that I have with you has grown. I know every single person on my email list. And I watch when people come on so that I know who they are. And if it's not someone I know, I actually look them up. So I feel like when I'm emailing, I'm not just sending something out to a bunch of random people I don't know. I truly feel like when I email something, it's going out to my friends. And I also know a lot more about what you need and what you want, because I know who you are. And so that makes it a lot easier to create things for you. The avant-garde guide was created. I really wanted to get something out that I could have on a consistent basis and a newsletter really just didn't feel right for me. So I ended up coming up with a different idea where, you know, I was creating all this content, but I wasn't actually telling people that it was out. So... Once a month, I send out the Avant-Garde Guide, and that basically is a list of the resources that were produced the month before. And I will have to say, I haven't put that out in the past few months because I have been focused on my most amazing project that I could have ever imagined, and that is the launch of the Avant-Garde Entrepreneur Foundations Program. So we completed the launch of that in August, started August and went through September. And I say we, because it is very much a team effort, but creating an online academy, it went from one day, one day, I'll do that to reality in just a year. And I have never experienced so much joy as I did on our group calls with the founding members. And they wanted to keep the meetings going, so we are. So we have family meetings twice a month. One of the meetings I am on, and so um, we share our wins. I do a short teaching and listen out for the things that the founding members are wanting to learn next. And then there's another meeting that happens that I'm not even there for. Stephen from Liberia leads it. His name is Stephen Praise Ben, so we call them Praise Meetings. And they happen once a month also. And so that's a place for everyone to just meet and chat and catch up and they run the meeting how they want to and talk about what they want to. So I am truly in awe as I look back at what has happened and how this has gotten off the ground. And I'd like to share the difference makers with you because I think that when it comes to part of when I look at, when I reflect back and I look at what has happened this past year, there are a few things that I did, maybe not intentionally, wasn't premeditated, but when I look back, I realize these were the things that made the difference for me and I'm sharing them in hopes that they make the difference for you. So number one, I defined what my core genius was and what it was not. So I realized, okay, what I am doing, this was last late August, early, actually, this was early, the first week of September. I realized, okay, what I'm doing is not working. I can't continue to be all over the place and do all the things. So I sat down and I made a list, beginning with the things that I was really good at, the things that I knew that I could do better than anyone else, what I liked to do, and also what I really couldn't outsource. This was my core genius, and it wasn't a super long list. Then I took a hard look at what I really liked doing that I could outsource. And these were the things that took up time, but they didn't actually move the needle in my business. Next, the list of all the things I was doing that's I didn't like that someone else could do. That is a very long list. And I did this for all of my businesses. And what came out of it was truly, truly amazing. So first of all, I realized that as much as I love doing things in Canva and as much as I wanted to be on social, that was not my strength. And so I found a digital media director and creative designer who helps me now with all of anything that's creative that comes out of Trisha Bailey, PhD. So all the presentations, all the social media graphics, I have someone who helps me with that. And it has been A godsend because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her and her team. And the second thing was, I found a program manager and our business manager and program liaison. I knew that there were things that were happening administratively, in Trisha Bailey PhD, that I, as much as I wanted to keep up with it, it just wasn't the best use of my time and my gifts. My real gift is content creation. And so I knew that whatever was not involved in content creation I needed to find help for. So I found someone that who not only helps me with the business development end, but also is the program liaison. So she serves as a role between working with me and with the social entrepreneurs to make sure that all the founding members and all the new people who come into Avant Garde Entrepreneur Foundations are very well cared for. So she's kind of like my second eyes on what's happening and what's needed. This would not have happened if I would have not written out what my core genius was, what I knew I was really truly gifted at. And this exhaustive list of all the things that I was doing that I wasn't really good at or that wasn't the best use of my time and my gifts. So I encourage you to do the same. So start out with the things that you know that you're really good at that's your core genius and then take a look at those things and even if they're things you you love, maybe those are things that you can actually outsource to someone else. and then make your list of all the things that you're doing that are not the best use of your gifts. And just by putting it out there, you put the wheels in motion for someone or some team or a few people to come along and fill in that space. Now I am gonna give you a little disclaimer. I said that I did this in all my businesses. So I did this in my other business that is my full-time career And there is a long list of the things that I'm doing that are not my gifts, but no one has come along yet. So I want to tell you that so that you know that even if you put it out there, there's a chance that for whatever reason, I have no idea why. But I'm still doing all those things. I know that I've put it out there in the appropriate places. I know that I've listened to my spirit. But the person to take on those responsibilities has not come along yet. So I am patiently waiting. And I just want to be authentic with you and let you know that that is an area where I'm still in process with. And so perhaps that would be the same thing for you. But the most important thing is getting it out, what you're really, really good at and what you're not. And this also helps with your energy management throughout the week. And you'll notice the things that you're really, truly gifted at. Those are the areas where you it's important for you to spend the most of your time. Okay, so that was difference maker number one, finding my core genius, defining that and defining what it was not. The next thing I did was I enrolled in group coaching. Six courses I was in last September. So I mean it when I talk about the value of coaching, whether that's a coach, a mentor, a counselor, consultant, an advisor. So I took a course to learn how to build my course because how in the world do you learn how to build an online academy? Holy moly. (laughs) You can't just get all that from YouTube. You could, but you wouldn't necessarily get all the pieces. They're probably all there somewhere, but it really helps having somebody that puts it all together. And uh, let's see, I took a course in how to create the podcast and to keep it going, which so many people don't. Took a course to get really good at presenting online. And I took another to help get and create, get and keep this creative business organized, which... This type of business is very different than anything I've ever created before. So I know that a lot of you are probably thinking, oh, my gosh, that's expensive. It was an investment. I will tell you that. But here's the question I ask myself. What was the cost of not investing in it? Where would I be? My friend, I certainly would not be here. And I posed the same question for you. What is the cost of you not getting help on getting your dreams from one day to reality? So I can say for certain that it has been critical for me to get help because so many of these things, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be on this podcast. I wouldn't be sharing what I've learned. I wouldn't be able to chat with you all on social I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for getting help and to find group coaching programs that really filled a specific need. And again, it wasn't something, things that I was actively searching for. It was just being open whenever things came my way. I never planned to do a podcast. I thought that would be, I I thought maybe I would do it eventually, but that was down the road and the program came across and I was like, well, I guess this is my sign. Let's give it a shot. So... Being open to coaching is huge. And I want you to know, I I know I talk about this in the podcast, but I eat my own cooking when it comes to coaching. I am a fan of both receiving it and giving it. The third thing. So first, identifying my core genius. The second was enrolling in group coaching. The third difference maker was I put myself out there. You guys, this was not easy at all. (laughs) I have had a year of a lot of discomfort, a lot of discomfort on the inside. So I knew in my heart that my way, this thing that had been instilled in me from my spirit was different. I knew my perspective was different. Um, I knew that because of having, you know, really intense, you know, practical business and academic experience. I knew that that made me unique. But how do you talk about yourself without sounding prideful or, on the other hand, self deprecating? For me and probably for you, there is no roadmap. And gosh, that's part of why I wanted to create this program and share. What I do with you is because pretty much for me, there's never been a roadmap and it's always been about, you know, you can do all this stuff on the back end, but at some point you have to step out into the light, put yourself out there and take some risks. So I really, really stretched myself this year. I got out of what I would call my zone of familiarity and There was a lot of change for me. So, you know, we talk about a comfort zone, which is common, but often what is comfortable is not the best for you. But being, when I say, you know, kind of doing the back office, behind the scenes stuff, that's very familiar to me. So finally getting out and putting myself out there and talking about myself, which is my least favorite topic, that was very unfamiliar territory for me let's see it was last october i guess i did my first facebook live and i can't believe how timid i was when i did that one and now i pretty much just jump on camera without a second thought the, it's like as long as my hair is somewhat presentable <laughs> somewhat contained and do i have mascara on and am i not wearing a wrap dress Because the necklines are cut lower. You know, I used to worry all the time. And I mean really worry about everything perfect. And don't get me wrong, I still put a lot into everything I do. I really want to show up well. This is very important for me to show up well for you. But I don't stress about it nearly as much as I used to. You know, social enterprise isn't perfect, business isn't perfect. And Neither am I. And, you know, as I think about it, you know, podcasting is a place too where I really could have gotten comparitis and it would have stalled or stopped me. So there are some people, I think there were maybe about 35 of us in my group that went through, we all launched our podcast on October 19th last year. And some people in my group now are on their 52nd or 54th podcast because they religiously did it weekly. And here I am at number 20. (laughs) But you know what? Most people in my group didn't make it at all. And here I am, slow and steady. So, you know, the key question is, am I listening to my spirit? Am I doing and being my spirit's best for me in this season of my life? Am I running my own race? Am I staying in my own lane? The answer to all those questions is yes. And I encourage you to ask the same questions of yourself when it comes to putting yourself out there, putting yourself out of your comfort zone or your zone of familiarity, putting you and your work out there and just doing the thing, whatever that thing is. If you are tuned in to the frequency of your spirit, then you are right on time and you can rest easy in that because your spirit always makes a way. So those are the three difference makers for me this year. Defining my core genius, enrolling in group coaching, and putting myself out there. So what is next? Obviously, I had zero idea last September that I'd be here now. You know, when I first started all the coaching programs, I could have never envisioned them all coming together to make this. I certainly could not have imagined what's happened on social media because I knew I didn't have the gifts to get myself out there, get myself there, but someone else did and does. So I am really excited about what's ahead. I'm mostly excited about the miracles that I don't plan or budget for. (laughs) So there are a couple areas where I am fully aware that I need more support and adjusting to get to the next level. So this September, I actually hired my very own business coach, someone to look at everything I've created to see the whole picture and to be a guide for me for the long term. I have loved my group coaching and will continue to invest in programs that uplevel my learning and continue to be involved with the groups that I'm involved because of the uh, coaching programs. And, uh, you know, often they have communities that come along with them, but there's someone that I've put my trust in. I trust her with my heart, my vision, and my business, and my spirit is already using her in incredible ways that things that I would never have been able to do on my own. So the question I ask myself is this, am I where I want to be in business and in my mindset? And the answer was not yet. So there's someone that's uniquely qualified to help me get there. And it's the same thing I've shared with you before. So getting group coaching has been tremendously valuable, but I realized that I was ready. I wasn't quite where I wanted to be yet, And I just felt this prompting in my spirit. And when she offered it, I took advantage of it. So I'm really enjoying having my very own coach, which I've never had before. I've had lots of advisors and counselors, and I've had coaching in lots of different areas, but I've never had my very own business coach before. And it is really, really fun and exciting. And it makes things a heck of a lot easier. I can tell you that (laughs) for sure. And the second thing is going back to protecting my focus time. So it was such a push to get avant-garde entrepreneur foundations created and off the ground. I had to stay focused. And then once it went live, Then there was so much public-facing time, and it was a totally different kind of energy. So we have live group coaching calls every other Tuesday for six weeks, and then my group decided to keep the calls going, so we're doing that. And also, there was a lot of interaction with new people, and I realized that I really let my focus time slip. And when I say focus time, my primary gift is content creation. And so that happens early mornings, especially, mostly, and on the weekends and in the late afternoons. And I really let some of that time slip. So I'm taking that back, especially my morning focus box. And then the third thing is I'd like to become a better storyteller. You know, some people just have that gift. It's, I don't know if they rehearse them a lot or if it's just this natural gift of storytelling where... There's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and everything just flows, and you feel like you really learn a lesson without them really telling you anything directly. I don't know that I have that gift yet. I don't feel like I do, so I really want to become a better storyteller. So we'll see what resources my spirit, God, the universe, the heavenlies bring my way to help me with that. So I will give you an update next fall and let you know how everything is gone. And probably a lot of you will know how it's gone because you've been with me along the journey. So I hope this episode on what getting Trisha Bailey PhD and the public facing elements of avant-garde entrepreneur off the ground look like. My point in sharing this was not to brag or boast, but to share my reality, because I think a lot of you, Can identify with a lot of the things that I've experienced, and I also want to share this, especially so you don't feel like you have to wait till the end of the year to reflect. If you pay attention, especially if you're in your early 20s, and start watching this now, if you pay attention, you might find that major shifts start to happen annually around the same month. I would say, if you're in your 30s, it's probably a good idea to start 30s or 40s to start going back and looking. at at kind of major milestones in your life and see if there happens to be some semblance, whether they occurred all kind of in the spring or the summer or the fall or the winter, or if it happened on a certain month like me in September. So whether you are thinking of starting a social enterprise, if you are in the uncertainty of the first year of the social enterprise. Oh my goodness. I feel ya. Or if you are year two in and it's still your side hustle, or your passion project, or maybe you are just well on your way in your social enterprise. My hope is that you see yourself somewhere in my story and some of the things that I shared helped you and help you ask yourself questions and help you ask questions of your spirit that can get you to the next level. So that is all for today. Please join me for the next episode, episode number 21, where I will talk about goal setting, which I also don't do at the end of the year. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Avant Garde Entrepreneur. I hope you feel encouraged, equipped, empowered, and unstoppable. If you enjoyed what you heard, share it with a friend. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it here on your podcast player. Questions, comments, or feedback? Connect with me directly at trishabaileyphd.com or on social at trishabayleyphd. Now, you go and get back to making the world a better place. I'll see you back here soon.